The Google Podcast app is going away in April. Right now, I want you to take a look at the podcast app you're using right now. Maybe it's time for a new one. Check out podcastapps.com and try a new one for free right now. That's podcastapps.com. Hey, I'm Allison Langer. And I'm Andrea Askowitz. This is Writing Class Radio. You'll hear true personal stories and learn a little bit about how to write your own stories. Together, we produce this podcast, which is equal parts heart and art. By heart, we mean the truth in a story. By art, we mean the craft of writing. No matter what's going on in our lives, writing class is where we tell the truth. It's where we work out our shit. There's no place in the world like writing class, and we want to bring you in. Today's show is one in a four-part miniseries called Home. Writing Class Radio helped produce a documentary to help end homelessness for Chapman Partnership, a homeless center in South Florida. We put out a call for submissions for stories about home. The call brought so many different takes on home. Thank you to all the people who submitted stories. In our series, you'll hear a story about a woman finally feeling at home in her body, a man who finds home through love with a woman while he's dealing with addiction. You'll also hear stories a story about home in another country less racially divided. Today's story by Anechi Padron is about being torn between two homes. This episode is about writing a story when the conclusion of that story is a conflict. So I like to think of a story as a scientific thesis where all the evidence that's brought into a story leads to one solid conclusion. But in life, that's not always the case. So in the story we bring you today, the narrator concludes with something that's a little bit more murky. We'll be back with Anechi's story after the break. Hey, this is Allison, host of Writing Class Radio. I know there are many of you out there who don't have access to a writing group or someone to look over your essay or manuscript. If that's the case, I can help. I'm available to help you whip your essay into shape. I'll read through your draft, offer suggestions, line edits, and I'll spend time with you brainstorming for the best possible ending. But be prepared to answer the question, what is this story about? Because if you don't know, nobody knows. You know, sometimes it takes more than a bath or a long walk to figure this out. It takes a brutal editor who will tell you what works, what needs more explaining, and what needs to go. For more information, visit writingclassradio.com. Then email allison at writingclassradio.com. Use the code WCR and your first 15 minutes is free. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. We're back. This is Allison Langer, and you're listening to Writing Class Radio. Up next is a story by listener Anechi Padron. Anechi was born in Cuba. She's an actress, puppeteer, and writer. She worked as a clown in a Cuban circus. Anechi writes in English and Spanish and has been published in the Mexican anthology Cara Loco con su Tema. Cara Loco con su Tema. 
More, <laughs> you're just trying to show off. The only time I can show off with my Spanish accent is when I'm talking to you. I know. Because <laughs> only mine is worse. Right. And then she writes a travel blog. Uh, not sure she's traveling right now, but um, I bet she has some good stuff that she has done. And a creative blog. We will post links to her blogs on our website. Here's Anechi reading her story, Home is Neither Here Nor There. My husband and I have turned this house into our home with the seafood smells, the Cuban music, and the conch shells we collect on the porch. We sit in the living room looking through the big glass windows contemplating life. I did it. I'm about to turn 40 in the home I always dreamed of creating when I left Havana 10 years ago. I went from being an actress puppeteer acclaimed by my audience to cleaning houses. I had to start from zero in a capitalist country with a different language, different rules, and income taxes. Luckily, I had my family in the States who provided a place for me to stay but many immigrants don't. Some people might think we leave Cuba seeking for a better economy, but it's not just that. I left home because of a lack of freedoms. Cubans are not allowed to ask for better salaries, less taxation on private businesses, improvement on social services, fair elections. We only have one political party and they regulate and decide everything. Anyone opposing their points of view is called a dissident, is persecuted, and their lives go down the drain. I grew up in a military family. When I was 11, my father was put in prison for a crime he didn't commit. We became non-desirable people and were spied on. The Cuban regime was afraid we were going to speak up or become dissidents. I tried really hard to be happy, even with that stigma. I fill my life with music, art, and good friends. My brother built a raft and fled Cuba in 2000. He applied for my mom and me to come to the U.S. After my mom left, I had to stay behind for a year to wait for the interview with the consul. Before 2010, all Cubans leaving the island were required to purchase a permit from the Cuban government for $550. It was our way of buying freedom. Cubans make $15 a month, but they assume your relatives abroad are paying for it. When I went to the immigration office in Havana, the military uniformed officer said, You went to college, didn't you? Because I did, the dean of the University of Havana had to release me. I spent four months trying to get the dean's office to sign off. His secretary didn't want to pass along my request of liberation from the university. I could not understand why until I learned of an impending change in regulations that would keep college-educated citizens from leaving the country. I finally broke into tears. I pled with the secretary. I said, my family has already left. If anything happens to me, would you be my mother? 
Fifteen days later, the dean signed my papers. A week after I arrived in the U.S., the new law was approved, and now Cubans who went to college cannot get a passport. They can't leave Cuba. When my immigration permit was granted, I was to surrender my properties, my apartment where I had grown up, and the Russian car my parents bought in the 80s, 30 years earlier. The day before my flight to Miami, the housing department inspected and sealed my apartment. Inspected meaning they count the inventory of my home to make sure everything they had written down on the first inspection was still there. Every spoon, picture, bed, appliances, everything my parents had paid for. When the inspector showed up, my duffel bag was packed by the door. I had very little, a few clothes, my puppets, my family pictures, and a pair of shoes. I also had my guitar and my dog's travel bag. My apartment was mostly empty, and it felt cold without my family. I had cried many tears of solitude and frustration in that place. But those walls didn't comfort me anymore. The only way I saw to be happy was to get the hell out of there. I didn't care about the apartment until the inspector finished her job and my little dog, Isabella, who was born there, sat in the middle of the living room looking at me with the most upset face. As much as I called Isabella to come, she would not move. I started to cry. I've been so focused on getting out of Cuba, I hadn't allowed myself time to grieve my home. Come on, baby, I call her between sobs. Isabella didn't respond. She was in panic. I was in panic, too. I was giving up my home. I lifted my dog, and we watched the impatient inspector apply the sticker from the door to the frame. I gave up the title and the key, and then my dog and I stood outside feeling a total void. That last night in Cuba, we stayed at a friend's house. My dog slept on top of my luggage. Ten years have passed. I visit Cuba once a year before Christmas. I miss my friends, the people I love who are still trapped there. When I visit, I always take a friend from the state as a reminder that I am visiting, that I am free. I show my friends what I gave up and I get angry because they stripped me from the right to own my family home. My friends and I take long walks along the Havana waterfront when the waves are breaking so we can get soaking wet. We go to a play or concert. We sit in the park to play music. Since immigrating to the States, I have visited almost every island in the Caribbean. France, Spain, the French Polynesians. I have traveled all over the United States. Something I wasn't able to do as a Cuban citizen. Also for the first time in my life, 
I can express myself openly, and I can vote. I have a great husband, and we have a successful real estate business. I love the community and the friends I've made. But to be honest, I feel disconnected. I feel mad, confused, alone, and frustrated at Cuba. Sometimes I get asked if I would go back to live there. That isn't the easiest question to answer, because had things been different, I would have loved to stay. But I don't recognize Cuba as the home I left. I don't feel like I belong there anymore. And at the same time, I don't feel I entirely belong here. I am not the same Cuba that left 10 years ago. My passion for Cuba is dying. I feel more American every day. And I have put all my energy into making this house a colorful place for my husband and me. I don't live in fear anymore. I don't feel the need to flee again. I know where home is now. It's this house. It's my house with the seafood smells, the Cuban music, and the conch shells we collect on the porch. I love this story. I love the voice of this narrator. I, um, the, so this episode is about a story that kind of is, does not, where, where the narrator doesn't exactly land on a resolved, in a resolved moment. But actually she does land on, this is my house now. So she has a lot of conflicts and I feel like it's so hard to write a story when you're like, you want to be able to, oh, this is how I am. When I'm writing a story, I'll, I want to be able to say like, this is what I've come to. I have learned. But in this case, Anechi, she's come to like, oh, she wishes she could still be in Cuba and she loves it here, but there's a lot of buts. Well, she's saying, I love it here. I'm making a home for my family and this and that. But what she's saying is if, if, if things had been different, she wouldn't have left. So I think there's that like anger with like she's saying with Cuba. She's saying, why'd you change on me? You know, I would have stuck around. But she abandoned them because she had to because it was it was insufferable. First of all, I just want to say I admire her ability to write this well in a non-native language. It's not just an okay story. Like it's a freaking kick-ass essay with details and emotion and truth and honesty. I don't know. I just, I loved all the details she gave about her struggles and sacrifices um, just to get to the U.S. One thing that she did that I thought was um, so well done was she did lay out, and you, you pointed this out to me earlier. She, she showed us what she lost and what she gained. So she lost her property. She lost her family home. She said she lost the people that she loves who are still trapped in Havana. I thought that was really interestingly put. And um, she showed us how she gained what kinds of freedom she gained. Like she showed us by that scene where the inspector is there and the inspector is looking through all their inventory. And it's her home, her family's spoons, her family's pictures, bed, appliances, like everything her family has bought. 
it's like the inspectors are there because they don't trust that she didn't like steal, see, steal, see my ear quotes, steal yeah. her own family's stuff. I mean, that's the kind of freedom that's no longer part of, was no longer part of her world in Cuba. So she showed us the gain and the loss. Oh, and she showed us the gain, how she gained travel, ability to express herself, voting. She just did a really good job with that. She stated the problem up at the top, and then she gave us some backstory. You know I love this structure. Um, And then we see the past, what she had to give up, and then as she moves forward chronologically in time. And it just works. It really works. So we get the struggle, why she's happy here, but why it still sometimes doesn't feel like home. I mean, she came to to the States as a, a full-fledged adult, college graduate. It's, it's you know, can I just do an aside really quick? Because I, I just want to ask our listeners to go check out Cuba and the Cameramen. I get nothing from this. I just thought after this story, you get so much history on Cuba. Like, I had already re- watched that. I think it's on Netflix. It made this story seem even more real. Oh, so good. She did say that she, Anetti said that she had her car that was 30 years old. And I think that's a really specific and interesting point that tells us a lot about Cuba. That's very Cuban, that detail. Oh, man. Um, what The other thing I wanted to bring out is um, I loved, loved, loved the moment in the story where Anetti's talking about her dog. She used the dog to show her own emotion. And I don't even know if she, I I felt like she did that so brilliantly because I don't even think she realized how she was feeling until she saw her dog and her dog would not leave the apartment. And then she realized, wow, my dog is panicking. I'm panicking. And then her dog slept on top of her luggage. Dogs totally do that. And I thought it was the most beautiful thing. Love that moment, that scene. Really, really well done. Um, I really just don't have anything negative to say. I, I'm inspired. I want to write a story. Did she land? So this episode is about stories where there is a conflict that we're still living with. It's like the conflict is unresolved. And in this case, her conflict is she loves America mostly, but she also really, she doesn't feel fully at home here because she misses her home in Cuba. And I feel yeah. like she did a really good job of showing that. There were, there were a lot of buts. Like, I, I, I love my house here, but I still feel conflicted. Um, I don't belong anywhere. I don't feel I belong here or there. I think, okay, so if, if she left us hanging, it would have happened when she said, I have a great husband and we have successful real estate business. I love the community and the friends I've made. But to be honest, I feel disconnected. I feel mad, confused, alone, and frustrated at Cuba. But she didn't end there. She said, sometimes I get asked if I would go live there again. That isn't the easiest question to answer because had things been different, I would have loved to stay. So she shows us that, like, she... She wouldn't choose the Cuba that's there now. The The problem here is that she's sort of in flux. So this is the best second option. And that's where she is. Yeah, that's true. And as the story goes, she started with her 
sitting in the living room in the home she's built here in the house that she's decorated and created and built into a home. And she ends the story there again. So it starts and ends. It's really well structured. With it's, It ends again with the house, with the seafood smells, the Cuban music, and the conch shells on the porch. Really beautiful. And I think it's honest. Instead of saying, and now I love it here, it's great. Eh, I don't know if I'd believe that, you know, because it's not always great in your one place. Endings. Endings are very hard, and I think she did a great job. So um, it really brought it together for me, and it made the story great. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Anechi, for sharing your story. Writing Class Radio is produced by Virginia Laura, Allison Langer, and me, Andrea Askowitz. Social media content is by Mia Pennykamp. Theme music for this series is by Ari Herstan. Additional music by Poddington Bear. There's more writing class on our website, writingclassradio.com, including video classes, stories to study, and editing resources. If you love this show and enjoy all the extras on our website, hit the support us button and check out the writing classes and publishing insights we are giving our Patreon supporters. For $10 a month, I will answer all your publishing questions. Email me at andrea at writingclassradio.com. For $25 a month, you get a writing class a week with Allison. The classes are on Tuesdays from 12 to 1 Eastern time via Zoom, so you can join from anywhere in the world. You'll write to a prompt and share what you wrote. A new episode will drop every other Wednesday, so look for us. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's yours? I mean, you never know how an editor is going to hear your story. You don't know what hits with them because I had just seen Cuban, the cameraman. Maybe it really hit me in a, in a huge way. Um, maybe because you visited, it hits you in a huge way. So you never really know how your story is going to hit somebody. So submit. Always submit your stories. That's what I think. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a Cash Kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.